Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of Bonus Barrel! This is Rob, and with me today is... Jeff. And... I had a really good day today. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell us about your day, Sagey. What was so great about it? You know, I love video game development. Really? I love it's it. fascinating. And I've been yeah, very, very fortunate to actually work on it for, for, for yeah. a long time now. People would kill. And there are certain certain things that I love the most, and... I, right now I'm doing those things. That's so, great. Uh, I love it. One one cool. advice that I would that I will give to people wanting to go into game development though is that don't think it's just like like fun, right? Yeah. You, there, there, it, it's hard work. <laughs> it's a fun. very specialized kind of field. It's yeah. rewarding though. So yeah, I mean we all know it's it's very hard work, but it's it's I can imagine uh, most well unless you're like saving lives or anything like that. But, <laughs> I mean within the entertainment business. Yeah. Um, making a video game. I think I was actually, I, you reminded me of a topic that I was going to suggest, and that's getting into the industry, general advice that we can all give from our different disciplines. Yeah, and I we think should do that. We'll do that soon, fun, especially yeah. people out there are interested. Uh, you know, that's that's great. So we'll, we'll keep that in mind. And uh, for what it's worth, I had a good day, too. I painted some characters. Felt good. Bam. And uh, Jeff? How was I, I had a very ordinary mm. day. Nothing fancy. You ever, every once in a while, you get to test things that I that I drew, so that must feel good. It's been a while, though. Oh, so yeah. You need the normal days to have awesome days, right? That's true. true. That's true. right. There you go. So we got some, oh. I, just want, I just want to say, a normal day working in you know the industry is still a thousand Great. times better than the best day I had in previous jobs. I understand. So. I definitely can relate. We got a few tweets I figured I'd read today. One from Sundary J. He said, hey, where's the merch at? I want a Seiji Amiibo. Bam. And then he said, hashtag, or just a t-shirt. <laughs> so I think that, you know, Reggie's probably listening right now. Maybe he should get on to getting that Seiji Amiibo. Reggie yeah. always listens to the show. Oh, yeah. So. He's always does. I don't wonder why he doesn't tweet. Too yeah. shy. He's, he's probably really busy, too. Doesn't want to play favorites, so, too. Yeah. So, you know. His body is ready. Always. And from Gregel R., Sometimes you guys need to review a game system in caps. Something not everyone has. That's you know, not, I have a, I had a 3DO really. sitting in the other room <laughs> with a pile of games I've barely touched, including an Ultraman import. So maybe we maybe that is an option we could I do. I think I think we should get a system none of us have, like the Neo Geo. Oh, I want one so and, bad. And then just play some Neo Geo one day and just try that out. I'm dying. I'm also looking to get a Virtual Boy for my collection. Yeah, that, Jaguar, that, would, that would kill you. Turbo graphics. Those are all things that I really want to get for my collection. Because I have most consoles from NES up. So There's a Red Run 5, too. And finally, from BK Millie, can we expect Let's Play in response to my huge pile of games that I posted the other day? Of that, like, 60 games my, my mm-hmm. mom set me up from yard selling <laughs> last year. We kind of did one the other day, right? We kind of did, yeah. And that's going to be going up. And then that's when I mentioned the whole uh, bottom of the barrel thing that we're going to start. Which she said was an amazing name, and I agree. Bottom of the Barrel will be a segment we're going to do maybe in a couple weeks we'll try. Yeah. We'll be unrelated to our podcast episode. It'll be strictly for YouTube where we just play. I have a sh- bunch of really shitty games. Yeah, I've seen them. They're yeah, bad. They've got, I, got, I kept them for a reason, and now they're finally justifying their existence by us, you know, stumbling through them. And, you know, mm-hmm. that can take, that's on anybody's schedule. It'll be easy to get together and play them, so that's coming. Let's move on to the news then, guys. Let's start, let's keep it light. That story about a new live-action Zelda series coming from Netflix from Japan may not be accurate. So Time Magazine was talking to our friend Iwata. Uh, what did you call him that time? Imata. I, I missed the M I, with the W. So in early February, the Wall Street Journal reported that Netflix was developing a live-action series based on Legend of Zelda. But Iwata says those rumors may not be accurate. As of now... Oh, wait, Sage, you should probably read that. Read the Iwata speech. As of now, I have nothing new to share with you in regard to the use of RPs for any TV shows or films. 
but I can at least confirm that the article in question is not based on correct information. Says Iwata. Yeah, so we uh, had that whole episode, which is still valid, because yeah. we had our own opinions and stuff on it, on what we think. I think they listened to that episode and realized, shit, bonus barrel, you know, with like 20 listeners. They're onto something. We know this is a bad idea. We're not doing it. I don't know. It sounds like corporate jargon. Yeah, Seiji's suspicious. It's coming. Some might call you suspicious Seiji in the future. <laughs> you think it's coming anyways. Well, he, he, he never said yes or no. So that, that kind of opens that's the true. door. And, and that's why I think a lot of people are still speculating that, you know, it's, it could happen. That's, you know, that's a good point. So, so it's not it's not off the table yeah, yet. It's a very legalese speech. Let's give a final um, say on it. Go, we'll go around the table. Yes or no to Zelda Netflix? Jeff? Yes. Seiji? I don't need it in my life. So yes. <laughs> yes but I will no. say yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes to make it... I said no on our episode. <laughs> and I thought Seiji was going to switch it up too, but yeah, I, I, I'd like to see it. I, I don't like need it, it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What do you... You got a piece of news there, Seiji? What? Not a me news, though. Regular news? Is, is oh, there such a thing? Beautiful. Is there such a thing as as non news? Okay, no, I think so. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions? I thought I did, but now I'm not so sure. So yeah, this just popped up in my in my RSS feed, and it says that the Pokemon Company International has announced new concerts for the Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions tour, which is basically just a series of concerts, but like like the. Symphony of the Goddesses thing. Or like video games. So live, it's official. Or, you know. So it's it's done with the by the proper you know, yeah channels, and it's going to have it's going to be touring in the United States, Canada, Mexico, and Australia. It's going to start in yeah. the first of May in Baltimore, all the way down to next year. So for a year wow. they're, they're going to be touring. Wow. Gonna, the, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I didn't know about this. I love live video game music, and it's not like it's a whole bunch of it. And I love yeah. Pokemon. And I would kill something to see this. <laughs> you guys want to see a trailer? Yeah, sure. Let's pause it up. Join us for Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions as it brings the music of the Pokemon franchise to life like never before. Watch as your favorite Pokemon moments unfold in an exciting cinematic video presentation played live by a symphony orchestra. Catch, battle, trade and come prepared to be blown away by Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions, coming to a city near you. Visit Pokemon.com slash symphony for tickets and information. Yeah, so we just watched the trailer, of course. That looks awesome, man. I really... Yeah, the icon is so cute. Yep, yeah. Pikachu and the looking <laughs> doctor outfit. So it has the, the, the original initial Pokemon, Charmander, uh, playing a, a flute. Mm-hmm. It has Bulbasaur playing like a cello. Yep. The Squirtle... The trumpet and Pikachu is like a uh, little bonus barrel trivia. Hmm? Bonus barrel trivia. Bulbasaur is Jeff's favorite Pokemon. Bam! So that must feel nice to see it. Represented. Yeah, I always, I always like to see Bulbasaur front and center. It's not fair because the starters always get, especially the Kanto. Yeah, well, get. they're they're the classic, right? Yeah, yeah. mine is and mine is Charmander. But yours is Charizard, I thought. You it's count them like all. The same. Okay. It will count. That's fair. Well, then I get all the Eevee, Eevee evolutions, <laughs> which is great. No, no, no. You I love get them. Eevee and, and Espeon. Espeon. <laughs> That's it. Um, Charmeleon is not so hot. I think he, he is hot because he's a fire type. Oh. <laughs> I saw that one coming. But let, let, let's talk about the actual music to Pokemon here. 
It's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's it's oh, pretty good. It. What's some favorites of your guys? Well, you know, that's the thing. When when I was watching, I'm like, I can't think of any particular. I got one other than the one that was playing in the video. That kind of very classic Pokemon. It's in the cartoon and everything like that. I don't know what it's called. Little, uh, it's the it's the intro. Yeah, yeah, like um, not I, not the intro theme song, but the intro to the game. Yeah. It's and everyone. Um, so a little. As you guys know, I almost only listen to video game music for a lot of it. And I have a lot of memories and stuff associated. And one of my favorite gaming moments in history, and the music with it, came from Pokemon Gold and Silver. And it's Route 26 slash 27. <laughs> wow, this is really specific. That's, that's the, song, the name of the song. And that's when you are leaving Johto to go to the Elite Four, and then you're in Kanto. That's... Oh, and I thought, like, this was, like, it blew my mind for me. Like, for I played... The original, of course, and then Gold and Silver was like better in every way. I think Gold and Silver is one of the best sequels I agree. ever I agree. in the history of the world. And going back and hearing that awesome inspirational music, and I still listen to it like every once in a while, even today. Just it's so like triumphant, and it feels like you're going somewhere. And then you, you, the map, this the screen pans over, and you see the rest of the map. Oh, it's so exciting! I'm, I'm going to play some of that music during this segment. Actually, it's so great. Uh, how about you? Anything for Pokemon you love? I love most of the original soundtrack, yep. but if I have to say one specifically, and one that is you know different than what, what we said, uh, the Champion Cynthia. Oh, that is a, that's a good one. Theme. Yeah. Have you have you heard it? No. <laughs> I have. I have. I've played I've, I've heard it. Yeah. But it's so I, different. I can't it pinpoint has, it. The yeah. um has a piano and it's super epic. Diamond and Pearl also had the um, the legendary battle theme. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But it was also in this. It was redone in the Smash Brawl and Melee. I think Melee, but definitely Brawl. It was redone in, you know, they reorchestrated it or whatever. I, I wish I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the the uh, Palkia, Dialga, whatever battle theme. It's so good. I love it, and it has the piano stuff. That, that's pretty heavy from that that gen actually. And it's a really good soundtrack. Pokemon X and Y. The rival battle music is one of my favorites in ages. It's so upbeat and catchy. Do you know that one? No, I've been playing Pokemon uh, Y yeah. for a while, and it's so confusing. I loved X and Y. It was like the best. It's that's the, the best one since Gold and Silver. Exactly right. Yeah, he, exactly Jeff gets right. it. I'll, I'll keep playing it, but I don't know the the, the all the 3D aspects. Oh, I loved it. Seems it. like oh, really gets the game a little bit confusing for well, me. We won't go on a huge tangent. Yeah. But we're gonna talk about this later. <laughs> I got I put 400 and some hours in the X and Y. I loved yeah. that was the my Pokemon like Renaissance for me. Everything just changed and. I found the follow-up kind of disappointing, actually. I did, too. Remake, I did, too. Let's not poo-poo too much. We, we already got... We're already pretty far into news, so we'll move on. But, yeah, that symphonic thing yeah. looks awesome. And Check I, it out I if would you're, kill to go to it. Yeah. If anybody does go to it or has tickets, uh, let us know. Let us know how it That'd was. be great. So, next up, I have a, a really small, very small update on something I'm hyped for, even though I may never be able to play it. Final Fantasy Dissidia. <laughs> the news is, there's more news coming April 10th. That's it. I don't have any more news, but I'm going to follow up on it. And I just want it to be relevant, because I am excited. Speculate, what's the news going to be? Uh, probably more characters to announce. Maybe That's a new trailer. More. Maybe some gameplay information. So he's one of those trailers for the trailer? <laughs> it's not even a trailer, because that's a trailer we watched together, like, that's, that's the same four, line, four yeah. or five episodes. Yeah, but I mean, his news about news are coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, now this, I'm this recycling is, the news. This is how excited Rob is for this game that he will never play. We will say no more about it. Just know that one of on a VB crew is on top of things, and it's coming. What do you got, Jeff? Nothing? All right, except for the big one. We'll save that. You got nothing else either, right? No, that's it. Let's go through the rest of mine. I think I only have one, actually. Let me see here. Oh, yeah. So you'll like this. Reggie... Fizeme, of course, says Nintendo hopes Splatoon will be the Mario Kart of shooters. I agree. I am on top of that. I agree, too. I think so. I think I think it will. The the game looks awesome. And and for some reason, this week, 
a lot of uh, little videos. Oh, I know. I watched them. My hype went from like, I'm pretty excited to like, I got to have this game. Mm -hmm. And the single player looks great. Like like some sort of Mario Galaxy kind of style going on. And the multiplayer. So there's two modes now. No, the game looks huge. It does. Like single player looks fantastic. They didn't even show the the retro style uh, side scrolling stuff that they they showed at one of the earlier videos. Oh yeah, there's like an arcade game. Yeah, they didn't even show that on the new footage that I saw. But so the new mode that I saw that I wasn't, I don't know if this was brand new news, Mm -hmm. but the whole like kind of the King of the Hill thing they have where you have like, this square area that you have to keep covered with your paint. Yeah. Which is basically just King of the Hill and like Team Fortress and stuff. What I like the most about video games in general mm-hmm. is when you're playing a game or, or well in this case I've not even played it but you see it oh, and and you see the love. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it seems to me like the developers really care for for you know for making this game. Yeah. And I love that. It looks alive too. The environments are like moving, like that mechanical one, and everything still seems has that Nintendo brightness and uh, saturated look. And, the, the personality yeah. that is Nintendo is very vibrant in Splatoon, which which makes it very appealing. I think they're right on the money with this though, because think about it. Most aside from Team Fortress Two, which is a bit different, a lot of third person and first person shooters are pretty samey. You either have like modern setting, like army stuff, and like sci fi Halo ish kind of setting, and a lot of it's drab colors and mostly just realistic weapons, it's pretty... And no, don't get me wrong, those aren't bad games. I've played Call of Duty, I've played a little bit of Halo, and and i played a lot of Team Fortress 2. And those are all great, but this looks different. And the whole paint mechanics and turning into a squid and going under the paint, that's new, and it's like... Exactly. arcade like yeah. Mario, like Mario Kart. That's what's appealing to me. I, I'm not a first-person shooter player whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so whenever you guys were talking about this and I looked at that trailer, I was a little kind of like skeptical whether or not I would really be, you know, as enthusiastic yeah. about it as you guys are. Um, but I like how it's not just a shooter because I know there's that mode where whatever team covers the level and paint first technically wins. Yeah. So like it's not just going to be straight up. Well, there's it, and they're, 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 yeah, exactly. It's objective based. Yeah, which is, turf, which turf is war and uh, the king of the hill one. I forget the name of the actual name, but turf war is the one where whoever covers the most wins. And of course, killing, killing, knocking out your because you're not going to kill anybody in, in Nintendo game, but knocking out your players is going to going to decrease the time that they can be spending covering areas. What happens when you stomp on a Goomba? Does it, it die? die? It, no, it's dead. Blood everywhere. You just don't <laughs> see it because the pixels are flat. Okay. <laughs> So you do get to kill. You know, stuff you, this, and... everybody's known. This is pretty known to most people. But let's say you guys don't know. Maybe you don't. The the blocks in all the, in the, all the Mario games, they were they were toad people that were turned into those brick blocks. I did not. That's know true. That. That's is actually that, true. Is, is that, that canon? Yeah. yeah, it is. And when Mario punches the block, he's really just killing people who were once. Well, they're they're already dead. It's well, you know, he's they, more or less. If they just, could be, re- he's re- cashing in on their deaths essentially. Yeah, but I'm not making that up. All right, that's dark. We still haven't talked about Pokemon yeah. entries, which, which is going to be a topic someday. Where we're just going to bring some really weird ones. Now, a lot of people complain about Nintendo only, you know, rehashing their own, their old IPs. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't agree because I think Nintendo, it's constantly making new stuff, but not from the like to- top tier. Uh, well, along with the, with other top tier games, right? right? I think this this is the first sentence in a while that I that I that I can remember that it's a new IP. And he's getting that treatment. Yeah. And so originally they wanted to make it a Mario game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that's what they said. And a coworker was saying that he uh, wanted it to be more uh, be a Mario Sunshine thing instead, or to have Mario and Sunshine DLC at the very least. And I don't agree. I think for now, and, I, and I was, we we're just talking, and I was like, I think this should stay on its own, forge its own identity, and become another timeless Nintendo 
mm-hmm. classic. So, because I, I love all the IPs, they're all great, but we don't need to keep, I don't want to rely just on them. And we, and if this game is as good as it looks and it plays as great as it does, and it doesn't need to be Mario. But it wouldn't hurt, you know, to have that sort of like Mario costumes, things like that, you know, what uh, I mean? sure. Get, get, the sunshine squirker, whatever he calls it. I'm okay Mario with sunshine. little, like, just Easter eggs. Th- yeah, just things like that. In, in like, I say, like, if you have a Mario Amiibo, you get Mario hat. Just, sure, just, that's cool. That, that, that's all Using I Amiibos would, that's is, as is much as good. I would want to see. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm so pumped for... I, I, I read a comment from Miyamoto saying that they shouldn't create a new IP for the sake of creating, creating a new IP. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah, sure. So, kind of. but I'm still really glad that this is its own thing. I think the, the great characters. character design, yeah. yeah. It's just a good like. What's really fascinating about these types of things, especially when before the game comes out, or it's everybody's face, and this is now the time where you're reading development reviews and stuff, and just hearing like the initial ideas and stuff. The stuff that we hear now that that gets brushed over, like the whole it originally wanted to be a Mario game kind of thing. That's what's going to be ten years from now a factoid about this game that people have all forgotten, but we know about it now. But we'll forget about it, and then it'll be like <laughs> ten years like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that, but we did know that because we read it now. So future Rob. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, so the last big news. Uh, we didn't touch about it last week, when we probably should have. And now I'm not the biggest fan, but this is pretty big. And it's huge. It's, it is huge. And, you know, it's uh, Hideo Kojima leaving Konami at the end of the year or whatever. And his name's off the box. Yeah. That was some drums. That, that, it just seems like they're, I don't know, I feel like they're taking the whole event, blowing mm-hmm. it at a more proportion than it should be yeah. to get hyped for the next middle year. They're being spiteful about it, too. Yeah. Like, let's let's put a little bit of context, especially if you're not, you're probably aware because, you, you know, you're knowledgeable of this stuff, but he's like a superstar in he the industry. He's a huge superstar. Like, it's the closest we have to, like, a top-tier Hollywood actor or, like, a rock star or whatever Kojima is. Video game rock star. Yeah, and you know, there's there's other developers like that, and there's also like the legendary guys who are like, you know, uh, Miyamoto and stuff. But he's not doesn't have like the flair that this guy has. Like his name is on 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 them on the box of these games usually. And he had his own like his own like little TV show like it was like Kojima Talks or something like that. I just read about it today <laughs> and all this stuff, and that's really fast. That in itself is fascinating. But this like announcement that he's leaving and, and taking him off the, the box and all that stuff is pretty crazy. It's, it's extremely crazy. Um, I really think that, I don't know, I, there's so many different rumors, too, whether he's leaving because he wants to, they yeah. got rid of him. Like, nothing seems to be known fully about this. They're, they're, so, I'm sure someone does. But honestly, at this point, I think they're just playing it up. Because let's look at it. Like, Metal Gear Solid is, is his baby. Like, yep. you know, it's his. Game, it's his. Pretty much. It's his. He's worked yeah. on it for almost 30 years, exactly. right? Exactly. Except for two, I hear. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's still his baby. And, like, the fifth one's coming out, which looks really cool. It does. So, at this point, I really think they're just kind of hyping this up, being like, this is the last Metal Gear Solid game that he's ever But they already announced on. they're having another one, and they're, like, openly recruiting replacements. Yeah, but that's the thing. But this one is still going to be his, like, almost his. Magnum Opus because this is the last one. So you think that maybe he was leaving for his own reasons, and then they're like, "Well, we're gonna mono- we're gonna capitalize on your leaving and and blow it out of proportion just so we get more sales." You know what? If if we're speculating, I would say that's probable. I haven't read up on any any like specifics about him leaving, so I don't know if they even released that. But it's big. Like that's he's he was with Konami for all those years. Yeah, it's and they're crazy. losing. It's like it's you know just like they lost uh, like Capcom lost the Mega Man creator and. Square lost a Final Fantasy creator. Now Konami is losing their. And that's what head. I was gonna say. I think Kojima is is following on the steps of most like famous video game developers. Yeah. The, yeah. the guy from Mega Man, the guy from yeah. Resident Evil, Hironobu. Well, <laughs> well, all of the Platinum Games guys, yeah. except for the Nintendo guys, they seem to be 
Yeah, I think Nintendo holds on to its talent. Well, yeah. what about um, Can you imagine Miyamoto not being in Nintendo? I can't. But what, <laughs> what about uh, Sakurai? Is that who is that the Smash? No, he was with with um, Hell Laboratories. Right, but but he's not. He doesn't want to do any more Smash games. So that's gonna like Smash going on in the future, unless he comes back again. He has his own thing, Sora. I yeah. think it's called. But he's still. Uh, it's like a second party. Like, right? mo- yeah, most of the games he does it's for Nintendo, like because the he worked together really closely with Iwata when they uh, Iwata also comes from from Hall Laboratories. It's cool. Let's just say so. for the record, it's pretty cool that their like head of Nintendo was actually a developer, a game designer. Yeah, I like that. It's yeah. He was a coder. Oh, was he? Right? So he he. I read a, a comment from Iwata this this week about yeah. That's what's cool about or that was. Uh, convenient about being an engineer myself is that the engineers cannot fool me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, you're never going to see an artist, though. Like, I'm never I'm never going to be, like, lead of my I think he coded Earthbound. It's really... Oh, wow. That's pretty and, big. And, and, for people like us. And I maybe. think that there are quotes about him saying that... It, or other people saying that only Iwata could have done that because it's it apparently is there's a lot of te- very technical Man, or technically difficult things in Earthbound. If you're curious about the history of Earthbound, our Hardcore Gaming 101.net, I don't know, you could just type Hardcore Gaming 101 in Google. There's pages on Earthbound. It's fascinating it's, to read it's too. It's a great, it's a great yeah. story. Uh, go, it'll take you through Mother One, Two, Three, yeah, and then exactly. it'll have a little bit after stuff. Strongly recommend reading. It'll take you like an hour, but it's. Great reading. Anything about Earthbound 64? Yeah. Have you read it? No, no. Check it no, out, man. I, it's great. I, I know it a little bit, but... Um, it has all the details. It. It's so, so... That's a good site for reference, actually, yeah. for older games. But you know what? Let's, that's enough for, for, for that news, I think. So up next, exciting times ahead, Ami News. Okay, here we go. Ami News. Seiji, uh, I have a couple articles, and let's get things started with you, though. Should we continue with the Golden Mario saga? Episode 6 of Golden Mario. I have one to go with it, so we'll do we'll group it up so it's not 7. Well, as you, as you might know, <laughs> Gold, Golden Mario is like sold out. I've never heard. I've never seen one in reality. My, my sister, my sister actually got one for me. It's not fair. You, yeah. didn't, get, you didn't help your me bro out, man. She spent like six hours uh, waiting. <laughs> Did she really? In a Walmart. You know, she followed but us. She was, she was the first one in line. Seriously? Yeah, they, uh, a Walmart in Calexico, California got like 20 amiibos. So, but there were like, like, I think like 30 people. So I actually had a friend hunt for me, uh, down there. Okay. He did not find one for me. It's really pff, super. I have a really good story about that, but it's really long. I don't know if, if I should, if I should tell, but short, short story. Okay. Although the short version is, is that apparently the employees from Walmart, they didn't know what, what the, the, the gold Mario amiibos <laughs> were, right? So they got them like on a, on a Wednesday or something and yeah. they put them on, on display. Like, okay, people buy them. And some friends of mine, they, they, they went there and they like, they, they, they grabbed all the amiibos and tried to, to purchase them. But at the, at the register, they told me, no, um, well, it's not, the system is saying that you can, you cannot purchase them. Oh, man. Oh, right? man. So what they Riots. did, they, they hid a bunch of amiibos all, all, all over the store. Oh. <laughs> oh, so were they like going in, buying one, leaving, and then like coming back the next day and buying the one they hid in? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my god, that's like a big Easter hunt. Uh, <laughs> I think they they hid now. Like, we like know four who the scalpers are, like, 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 like yeah. four of them. So the, the day of the release, they went, and some of them were were not in the places they, <laughs> where they originally hid. Them. Um, but could was, you could you imagine being like, oh, they're all sold out, and you just walk around the store, then tuck behind some teddy bears. There's a gold Mario. Think about some guy. So. 
I just want to, I'll make it quick, but I just want to paint a little scenario. These guys got these boxes, these games they can't buy. And in the security room of Walmart is this security guard, and he has a magazine in his hand and a coffee. And all these monitors are up around the wall, and you can see different parts where your friends are, like, stashing them. And the guy's just, like, reading the magazine, and there's, like, some elevator music playing behind him while they're hiding all these, and he never notices. That's probably what happened <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the beginning. But, anyway, he, he, he was able to buy two. Well, oh, he got well, two? I mean, he got two. Send, yeah, he got you should have sent you one. He got two. No, he sent. He kept one for himself and another in in one other for for uh, another friend. Damn, he's scout. I yeah. wish that you you would have helped. Your sister would have helped me out. You know, she followed the the bonus barrel. Oh yeah, yeah. So she listened to the show. Yeah. Hello, Hello. Sagey sister. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. okay. My news. So yeah, <laughs> it sold out, but there's a rumor about uh, a Walmart employee like he took a, uh, like a screenshot saying that there were like twelve in transit. For a Walmart in ne- Nebraska. Man. So there's probably more coming. The intrigue. Of, right. of So, yeah. It's still to come in to Canada, right? When another truck tips over. Yeah. A couple, couple <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the Goldmar is coming in April. So we should go to Walmart, I think. If, if it comes out, we'll go. I want one. Uh, and just a real quick thing. I guess some dude in Mario Party 10 tried putting his golden Mario. Mm-hmm. So he was lucky enough to have one. And he opened it. <laughs> uh, and apparently, so I'll just read the excerpt. Well, I was lucky enough to score a golden Mario at my local Walmart this morning. I decided to try a little Mario Party 10. So I used my gold Mario. He opened it. In, yeah, I know. In the Amiibo game type, I noticed God, there was a setup yeah. section where you let you equip a token. I was surprised to see a gold token already unlocked. It says it's unlocked for unlocking all other gold tokens. But I was playing the game for the first time, so I was a bit confused for a second. Then I realized maybe it was for having Gold Mario. So I reloaded it with normal Mario and no gold token on the Amiibo unlocked. So it must be because of the Golden Mario. Uh, and this is from Wii U Daily. So I guess okay. you get a little special thing for so a gold token. So from you know a token, for your, you can save on your Amiibo, right? Yeah. But, but there's an asset for Gold Mario. So it's not just a Mario painted right. golden. It's, yeah, it's yeah, Golden actually, Mario. It's yeah. a yeah. separate yeah. thing, yeah, and it gets like a special type, type of token. Mm-hmm. That's something that I will never see. No, because you will never <laughs> open yours. <laughs> so that was pretty it. And the last thing I have for Aminus is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. His integration is it hides a little pixelated toad on every level of the stage. So you... Open your stage up, you scan your, your toad, and this, and this little pixelated toad just is hidden somewhere. You have to find it. So it's like this tiny little thing, yeah. but it's kind of cool. How cool is Captain Toad? Captain Toad is awesome. What a great what a great game. Mm-hmm. You play it? No. That was supposed to be the game. Is that the game? That was the game. That we played, that but he didn't. Game. There we go. That is, but yeah. it's not nostalgic, it's not, though. But still. Yeah. We'll come back to that. So I think that's it for Aminus, right? Yep. All right, next up, the topic of the show, RPG Battle Systems. All right, guys, let's chat about RPGs. Well, I I love RPGs. Who doesn't? Uh, so what's an RPG? Well, that's the thing. Role playing game. Yeah, but what are, what are the characteristics that they find? And the that's camera? that's what led me to want to talk about this in the first place because I'm, I'm sure we all know RPGs began pen and paper style. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons is you know the big one. Right. Um, there's a ton more out there, but I'm just mentioning that one. And then it, it slowly evolved into more. I think I think the first real ones were the text-based RPGs. Muds. Yes. Have you guys ever played any text-based yes, ones? I have you never actually. played one, Sage? No. I played one I when I was a little one. kid, yeah. but I got lost and I had no idea what I was doing. It was very doing. confusing. Yeah, it was extremely confusing. Well, we should describe it real quick. So, basically, you just... It's like... Think of like... The one I played looked kind of like a DOS screen. 
It wasn't a DOS screen, but it looked like one. Yeah. And it just gives you, like, you are in this room, you wake up, it describes the room to you, what do you want to do? And you just type in actions. Yeah. And if they've coded it, then it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if it doesn't, it'll be like, you cannot do that. Yeah, so, so I know about them. I've yeah, tried to play okay. one, but it's, like, too confusing. It is, it's they're very difficult to kind of grasp in Cause general. You gotta, well, it's kind of cool because you have, to, you, you have to use your imagination. No, oh, it's, it's all yeah. imagination, but it's... It was a way to kind of have... Because Dungeons & Dragons, who, are, who doesn't play, you know, it involves players and then the Dungeon Master. I love D&D. So, so do I. Yeah. Um, and the cool, cool thing about the first RPGs is that it allowed you to play without having to have a Dungeon Master. Yep. And that was kind of the initial For goal. losers who have no friends. Who got who have or no friends. Or lazy yeah. DMs who can never get their campaign started because they're too busy doing other things. Sorry about that, Elena. Um, <laughs> so... Role-playing games, or RPGs, evolved with video games over time. Yeah. The real first ones were straight up, you know, kind of what, what, what started and what made them famous with turn-based RPGs. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, Final Fantasy. Yeah. You know, Chrono Trigger. Sure. Chrono Trigger is a little faster, but we're not going to get too far into that. Active time battle. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it, it kind of has, has that as I'm trying to get my notes here. Um, so good. So... It, it kind of evolved from text-based to very, very simple, you know, turn-based. But the cool thing about the turn-based that I always thought is my girlfriend was watching me play a Final Fantasy game one. She's never played one before. She's never played any turn-based RPG like right. that. And she's like, why is everyone moving so slow in this game? <laughs> and I'm like, you have to use a little bit more of your imagination. What's that? <laughs> Who uses imagination with video games that, nowadays? That works for books, but not for <laughs> games. Because I always imagined it much more fluid than, you know, you pick a guy, he attacks, and then, you know, your other guy attacks, and then they attack, then your third guy attacks. I always imagined them in the battlefield, you know, you pick one guy to yeah. attack, he attacks, the monster does, reacts, and it's, it's, it, turn-based RPGs did require a little bit more imagination. You know what it's like? It's like when people watch Power Rangers, and they're like, why are they letting them transform and morph? I could just attack them. Well, no, it, you, it, you just got to use yeah, your imagination. Yeah, use your imagination <laughs> a little bit. Um, and now, since then, RPGs have just really flourished, you know, in my opinion. Yep. It's it's a huge game type. It's all thanks um, to FF7. <laughs> honestly, yeah. FF7 um, really made... Not FF6. Unfortunately not. <laughs> but FF7, because um, it was easy and simple. Great game. Uh, <laughs> so in order to have an RPG, you must have, like, turn-based... No, 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 not no, at all, not at all. So RPGs are a little bit different from games with RPG elements, which because yes. that, that spreads yes. all over. What, what? I mean, it's pretty fine line, but you have you can, your characters can level up. That's a big thing about RPGs. Your characters can progress either through HP, through levels, generally mm -hmm. stats. Mm -hmm. uh, usually, there's a, a large story. Yeah, well, that, that's one of the main focuses yeah. I find is that they're very, very story driven and stat driven. Um, it's very stat driven. Yeah. Well, if you look at like the technical side of your character, it's stats. Yeah. And then if you look at more the other side, it's the story. It's because it's your role. You're taking on the role of the character. Exactly. Yeah. Role playing game. Um, so as I said, it kind of started off with I have just a couple examples of games. So the classic turn based style, um, Pokemon. Yeah. The Final Fantasy series yeah. and Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Um, so then we move on to the little more action. Adventure type like action, RPGs, action adventures, or standard RPGs with a little bit of action. In them. No, these are like okay. my examples are uh, Knights of the Republic, yeah, Kingdom Hearts, yeah, and Secret of Mana. They're all very okay. action based, very RPG. -based Final Fantasy fifteen, Final Fantasy fifteen, <laughs> but well, that's new. I don't, I'm not getting that now. They've they've also have you know these are it, it combines my two of my favorite types of games strategy and RPG yep. the tactics based RPG games um, families tactics Vandal Hearts Fire Emblem mm -hmm. Ogre yep. Battle those those types of games Disgaea 
Yes, yes, there we go. So those those ones are, are very fun as well. I love those. And then we've even evolved to um, the Juggernaut that is MMORPG. MMO, okay, I thought you So yeah. those... World of Star? <laughs> World of War? World, World of, of something. something craft? Um, yeah. Obviously the biggest <laughs> RPG ever. maybe ever. Yeah, in terms um, of scale. You know, arguably. But it, it's massive, so... We missed one. Uh, what about... Or maybe you you still have more after Oh, that? I have more MMOs. Okay, okay. Well, besides or, MMOs. Oh, yeah. No, and uh, so, yeah, just WoW, yeah. Uh, Guild Wars, I have that here, too. Uh-huh. Star Wars, Your Republic, oh, the yeah. other one. Ragnarok Online. There, Ragnarok. Yeah. And what's the one I'm thinking of? And Maple I've Story. Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV. <laughs> and there's another one that I can't think of. The Elder Scrolls Online. That's right. another one. See, um, Elder Scrolls was what I want to say. Open world RPGs yes. are another type. Skyrim. There we go. Other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now... We, we kind of come to a more... This this is an RPG type that I don't play so much, mm-hmm. but I still have respect for it, and these are the first-person shooter RPGs. Now, is it a first-person shooter with RPG elements or an RPG? That's kind that... of the thing. It, it, it walks a fine line. My only two examples I really have is Borderlands. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good hybrid, actually. And I've never played it, but I think it's an RPG. Destiny? I don't think... Uh, that that could be wrong. Well, Destiny's more of an MMO, but... I haven't played it, so I... So I, it, it's hard to comment. I, I don't see those as RPGs. But you level up. So it has... But Destiny may be an example of FPS with RPG. Because there's more and more games that will include leveling up and stuff. It, it's become but they're more not really... Common. Like, Call of Duty has leveling up and stuff in a lot of the games, but they're not They're not RPGs. No, no, no not, not by a long shot. So that's, like, that's a... T- that's a t- like, there's a... Well, it started off as being just a niche thing, and now it's, like, everybody's borrowing elements from RPG games because leveling up the stats and all that stuff is good for characters. Yes, and it's very engaging. And Amiibos. And Amiibos. And Amiibos. <laughs> they have levels. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. We have Smash Bros. is an RPG. So, um, But no, see, see that that's not really true, though, because obviously leveling up yeah. doesn't that's not constitute an RPG. You know, To really have an RPG, in my opinion, you need inventory. Inventory, inventory stats, stats, story. Story are probably the three... I would say... That I would say, yeah, that's kind of what I would yeah. go with. What, a game of, uh, what about a game like, like Zelda? I always, used to, I always used to classify as an RPG, but it's technically action it's adventure. It's technically action adventure, so... Yeah, I mean, but it has elements but of RPGs, does... but it's... I, I don't know, I know, okay. you're right. No, no, I mean, I know it, it's not... I agree with you. <laughs> or it is not considered, but you mentioned all those yeah, things. Yeah, and it has all, all those things. things. See, and, and that's now, what I thought. What would it take to make Zelda an RPG? Mm. <sighs> what, what does it need? It would need, you know, you would link between worlds is the closest Zelda RPG I think is out there. But the way you're renting your items, your money is a little more important, I find. I don't know. It so, kind of is an RPG, but it's it, it, not. It, it, it has stronger RPG elements. Yeah. Um, but one thing I kind of wanted to get at here is role-playing games. Isn't every game yeah, you're taking a role-playing role. game? And so, some are more than others. Yeah, so that that's where I find the term RPG to be very misleading. Because, you know... But you know what it is. Game. When you say an RPG game, like, you I do. know what you mean. You do. But like Seiji says, you know, when you're playing Legend of, any Legend of Zelda game, you're playing the role of Link, the hero Yeah, of, of course. So how is that not an RPG? Like, how can we differentiate... I think it's a feeling thing. If you pl- you're playing one, you know. You know. It's like, yeah. I know Zelda's an action-adventure action game. But on paper, it works as an RPG. But it feels like an action adventure game. But but getting back to what what Seiji was saying, I think if Link had stats, that's what. Well, he has his his health and magic. That's that's not sad. He needs strength, vitality. Yeah, that would that would instantly turn Zelda from an action to an RPG. RPG. That's what I mean. Like that's how fine of a line some of these games walk. I can see that. Um, All you do is change one. Add one mechanic. Visible stats helps. Visible stats, but. 
He would need gear. It would it would be a whole new type he has of game. gear. But you know, he has like three tunics to wear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where where we're kind of getting at here with RPGs is there's a ton of different battles. That's right. Yeah. Um we kinda touch base loosely on, on all of them. Now you know what an RPG is. You know what an you RPG is. No excuse not to understand what we're saying. You're well informed on <laughs> RPGs. So I want to know what everyone's favorite type of RPG is. And I, I want to know what everyone out there who's listening, mm-hmm. you know. Twitter.com slash bonus bell. Tell us Man. your favorite type of RPG. Yeah. Your, you know, your top three or, you know, games or what battle system you think is just the best. Yeah. I have, I brought three battle systems awesome. that I love. Did not include Final Fantasy VII despite loving it. I chose ones that I found a little more interesting. I'll start with something new. Final Fantasy Type Zero. Oh, Rob, that's so new. How is that on your list? Because it's awesome. So my pros, 14 characters and almost all of them play differently. That's really cool in itself. The battles are fun and very fast, and you have complete control over your character, and you can switch between the three with you at any time. So you have attacks, you dodge, has magic, it's all mapped to buttons, all the Final Fantasy elements that you're used to are there. Yeah, it has all the RPG stats, like, you know, the typical stats you'd expect, equipment, all that stuff. So everything from a Final Fantasy that you need is there. And here's what's cool about Type Zero. You have a, a, a character who is a katana. His attack is massive, but he's super slow. But then you have a character, one's called Cater, and I'm pronouncing it wrong, but she basically plays like a third-person shooter. You have her magic tech pistol and a few different attacks That's you can cool. equip, and then you just you stay by and you're just bam, 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 bam. You have a, a dragoon who can use jump. You have characters that are faster than others, like there's one guy who just uses fists, and he has combo attacks and stuff, and you can run around really quick and, and combo. That's very diverse, too, by the sounds of it. Each oh, it is. That's, is a, that's, one, that's so different. impressive about it. One, one character is awesome. She has a, a sword whip, like Ivy from uh, Soul Calibur. And you can, it has, so it's like a mid-range attack, and you can hit a bunch of enemies at once with just your standard attack. You have another character who uses guns, but his guns actually has ammo. He has dual, he has dual pistols. So, the girl I was telling you about the third-person shooter type one, she uses a magic tech pistol. But this guy uses, like, two actual guns. So he has bullets, but he has, like, abilities where you can charge shot. There's a, there's an archer. So, and he, so they all play differently. And just, they're, they're all fun. Like, I, you, so you have 14 characters, right? And when a character, so you have three with you that you can switch between on the fly. If one of those characters dies, then you can bring one from your, your reserves into battle. So you characters will die usually throughout the mission unless you're like really leveled or really good. So you are constantly bringing new characters and it's fun to switch between them and, and just play. And you can have characters play like support. You can have, and you can have support characters inspect them so they're they're offensive. The game is just That's so very fun. intricate too, which is what That's, you want nowadays especially. Yeah, so. it's it's such a great in, in 15, which is the thing the director actually, Crisis Core, Type 0, FF15, and all the battle systems feel very similar, except they seem to be getting better and better with each one. Except with 15, you're not going to have as much variety of character. Uh, the next one I chose was the Tales series. Um, so I haven't played a Tales game in a while, and I know that they've changed over time, but the older Tales, like Destiny and Fantasia, were sort of like RPG fighting hybrids. Yes, yeah. Kind of. They were... They I mean, were, they didn't have... They weren't really fighting, but they were like... It felt like that, because you're in a 2D plane. Yes, yes. And you and you have your, your four characters, right? Have you played any Tales game? No. Yep. We'll get you to someday. And your enemies on the other side, that's how the battle starts, and you can just run and jump and attack. You have your menus, so you can check magic spells and all that jazz, but you're just moving back and forth like, like a fighting game, almost. And you, you usually have, like, auto combos and stuff, and they're very intuitive and fun. There was more action to it, and, and it felt really different back then. So I, I love the Tales game for that reason. And lastly, Legend of Dragoon. I haven't pl- you thought I was going to pick I that I thought you were going to pick it. So this one is like... So I haven't played this in years. But there was, a, there was a lot... This was like a lot of the RPGs of the day. Like it's contemporaries, maybe FF7, 8. All the other great PS1 games. 
And the battles play kind of similar to that, except for when you attack, you have these, like, timing. So you'll, you'll go to attack, and then the button that you need to press will, like, spin up. And you have to press the exact right time. You do that, and then he, so he does his attack, and he's about to do it again. And you have to do another one, and the timing is different, right? And you have to get used to the beats. So the more you do, you'll, you'll do a finishing combo move. And you can have, like, an easy version of them and stuff. And the, the, the better moves require more skill. And, and if you can't pull them off, it makes fights, especially the boss fights, brutal. And, and it's just, it takes actual skill. Like, that's the thing, at least back then. It took actual skill to pull these things off. And if you fuck up, then it worked really shitty for you because you don't do much damage. It's kind of funny because it says RPGs rarely challenge a player's physical coordination or reaction time, with the exception of action role-playing games. And Legend of Dragoon is certainly not an action role-playing game, but it still brings that challenge yeah. to you, which most video games do have, which is pretty cool. It's the most classic as you can get in terms of yeah, RPGs, except for that mechanic. Yeah. And even though I had uh, difficulties at some time, I loved it. And those are my three... You know, I still love all the rest, like Pokemon and stuff. Uh, obviously, but... Do you, but what do you say, do you yeah, have not, We know you're not huge into the RPG world, but anyone's you new played battle some. systems that you think fondly of? So, it is true that I, w- I wouldn't consider, consider myself a, a fan of <laughs> RPGs, and my knowledge is really lacking. Mm-hmm. But now that I think of... You know, like, for example, my favorite games, Wind Waker, you know, Zelda games or, or, or platformer games, I don't remember spending like too many hours on them like I will play them once twice maybe I mean Wind Waker is the one that I play the most maybe I've done it tops 10 times you've played through Wind Waker 10 times maybe that's, wow. that's, that's a lot of times so. yeah, yeah but it's, it's probably <laughs> more than 5 less than 10 yeah. I'm like that with 7 and 8 actually but it, if you think about it it's not that much time and especially if, if it's I played it like I don't know every 2 or 3 years something like yeah. that right? it's, it's like what a 30 hour game 40 hours but still that's the still games, nothing compared n- n- to n- n- RPGs. Now that I think of, the the most time I spent with games have been with RPGs. Like what, Pokemon? Pokemon is one of them. I played so much Pokemon. I played competitively. <laughs> yeah, uh, that a, takes a lot of time. For a while, yes. and uh, I used to play a lot of the game, but I also spend my free time, mm-hmm. and even sometimes at work, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just just reading stats and tendencies yeah. and new yeah. ways of, of you know team building strategies. It's definitely and so much time. Yep. So much time with Pokemon. <laughs> the Mario RPG series. Oh, that's a good series. No, you mean the Mario Luigi? talking about Legend of Seven Stars. I'm talking about Super Mario RPG, okay. Paper Mario, Paper Mario... Thousand Year Door, whatever. Yeah, and the, the Super Mario and Luigi series. Like all of yeah, those I love them. Yeah. So, real quick, spend so much time with those, too. You said you never played a Final Fantasy, but me and Jeff have talked about this. If you play Mario RPG, then you've played yeah. Final Fantasy. That's, that's like square. your intro to Final that's Fantasy. That's so. It plays, other than a little bit of action that you get to do in it, you pretty much, you know, now you know what you're getting into if, when you play F6. But the game that I spend the most hours with, probably, it's an MMORPG called Tibia. You've told me about this. It has a really terrible name. That Tibia. was... Like the, like the bone, yeah. <laughs> that was the first time I pulled off an all-nighter with wow. a game. And I didn't even notice. <laughs> and, it, and it was in a, in, a, an in a weekday. You're lucky that Erica didn't come in and you were dead on the floor like some of the stories I hear yeah. online for people playing too much. You're yeah. lucky you didn't die. And I, and I, yeah, I used to play like all night oh, for, for days. And it's crazy. That is. Now that I think of it, I, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> see, see, even people who, who don't aren't really into RPGs, turns out they CG has played a lot of RPG, well, yeah. sunk a lot of time into them, because that that's one thing that almost defines an RPG. That's is, the length. The length of yeah. the game. They're extremely long. Extremely they can long. be. I like the ones that are about 30 hours. 
Nowadays. But when I was a now, kid... Nowadays, so I agree. I think I've mentioned this before on the show, but when I was a kid, I would only buy PlayStation 1 RPGs because... And they had to have more than one disc. Because they were 100-hour games. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I knew any other game was not long enough. Nowadays, I prefer shorter games because I want to play more. But I was like, double disc, I'm in. Nope. I don't care if you're a good game. I Even though Legend of Mana is one of the best PS1 games, I do own it. But it wasn't double disc. Sad. But yeah. every type of game in the olden days used to be longer. <laughs> it kind right? of. Even if it if it if it was artificially longer. Like by by ways of, of difficulty. Right? I think you're kinda right. Maybe now, now the video game development in general takes a lot into consideration the sessions of people. Especially because all of us as gamers now are older. Now we have a lot of things to do. Yeah. So the a time lot of we, games to play. The time in, in the and less time to play them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. That's true. Our, our our sessions have to be shorter. Yeah, unfortunately. I wish I could... Well, I would say I wish I quit my job. I love making games, too. But. No, but that's not bad. <laughs> I think it, it makes video, video game developers uh, take different approaches to yeah. the genre, it so the genre can change. Approach. It's yeah. a constantly growing market, of course, but yeah. you didn't mention any of your favorite. Oh, yeah. Was, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Well, the first one I was going to mention, you already mentioned, with the Tales, like Tales of Force Destiny, Tales of Symphonia. Mm-hmm. I love those games. I remember the first time I played it, I was just taken aback by how much fun I had. And I I don't think I left the couch for almost <laughs> like 20 hours. Because I just could not stop playing it. And I, as, as I mentioned in our intro episode, if you've listened to it, um, probably my favorite game of all time is Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Secret of Mana. The characters are great. The story is awesome. There's so much good going on in Secret of Mana. Now, the two things I find that these games have in common is that another thing I really like, I love co-op play. I love yeah, sitting on a couch fun. playing an RPG with someone. It's a and dying thing. It, it is a dying thing, especially with RPGs. Local. Co-op. Local, local. Yeah. And Secret of Mana does great. I, I have a multi-tap for my Super Nintendo just so that if I ever have three people over, <laughs> I'm like, do you guys want to play Secret of Mana? It's always a no, but... <laughs> <laughs> so Secret of Mana, and, and same with the Tales games, you can play those co-op. Right. Um, I don't know if they still do that, but I know the ones that I played. I don't know either. Yeah, so th- those two games to me kind of stand out as just great. Yeah. So much fun. Co-op is fun. Now, I'm going to mention this. I might get flamed, but mm. I, like Rob, I sunk I don't know how many hours into World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is great. Who's World of Warcraft is so Most much fun. Most people have played World of Warcraft. I agree. Most <laughs> people probably have played World of Warcraft. Once again, it, also, it has... Uh, uh, cooperative element to the it. The amount of time we, we put in can be mocked. Us, yes, definitely. Um, which we're not going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we don't need to talk about. So with, with, so with me, that's the theme that I've noticed with me, is that I like to play RPGs with people. Nothing's more satisfying than sitting on a couch with someone or you know playing with someone and being like, oh, we leveled up. This yeah. is so sweet. I love it. And with, with WoW and with other MMOs, I love number crunching my stats. <laughs> I, I really, really do. Min maxing is fun. Like I, I did it for I, PvP. Yeah, like yeah. I, I did it for PVE, and I generally had a good time. You know, getting you know my chance all right, my yeah. gems all right. I, I have a great time with that, and think it's it's a great mechanic. With World of Warcraft, my friends and I turned it into a local uh, player. I used to live with two friends. One of them's Greg. He listens to the show, and we would pull over our computers in the living room. We'd have like we'd take all the same vacation time off work, and we would just just grind in World of Warcraft together. We would use like drink and stuff, and we like just playing at the same time. It was a lot of fun. Wow, wow, it was a good time. Um, I'm done with it, but I loved it. I, I, yeah. You know, I if I go back to any MMO, I think I'll go back to Final Fantasy. Fourteen. Go back to Tibia. It's a really old game. <laughs> I would. 
Like <laughs> your eyes lit up. Yeah, yeah. Tibia man. What a terrible name. We have to admit it's a pretty bad name. It's kind of strange. He's German, so well, there you go. There you go. But yeah, RPGs are a lot of fun. RPGs are great. Yeah. Everybody should go out and play one for right least, now. <laughs> at least one. Pick up a play Square. Play Type-Zero. Pick up a Square game. Honestly, Square Soft, Square, Square Enix, anyone. Maybe pick probably, up an older Square probably game. Probably Square or Square Soft. Yeah, Just so you know how old school this is, this Tibia was released in 97. Oh, really? Yeah, same year as Final And It's still live. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, you wow. about that. It was fascinating. That Maybe is, we should do a topic on Tibia in the future. I'd love you to tell us about Tibia. Okay, That'd so... be a very long-running MMO. Exactly. Up next, we'll read a couple letters from the past. Okay, so here we are now. We're looking at an issue of Nintendo Power. We're looking at the May 1st... Volu- sorry, May 2001, Volume 144... Whatever. Anyways, this is a, an older Nintendo Power from the 2000s. Has uh, the Legend Seasons. of Zelda Oracle Season and Ages on the cover. So we're just going to pick some a few letters to read and laugh at. Okay, let's... <laughs> Me talk real pretty someday. When you guys get letters for the new and better, Player's Pulse, do you correct spelling and punctuation? I sincerely doubt that everyone who reads your mag is an A-plus speller. And when people send email, it's usually full of errors. You want to be the guy who reads back, the editor, CG? It says, while we always try to keep the intent of every published letter, we do sometimes edit for spelling, grammar, and content. Otherwise, we'd have lots of <laughs> letters, which, well, this is all all badly spelled, right? <laughs> which look all funny, just like this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, this one's called Baby with the Bathwater. Will Nintendo be making a converter that lets you play all of your N64 games on your Nintendo GameCube? I have lots of Nintendo gear, and I don't want to sell it all to a pawn shop or some kind of second-hand store. But I don't really know any other way to get games off my hands. Nintendo GameCube will not have an N64 adapter, but before you run off to the neighborhood pawn shop, here's a brief suggestion. Hang on to your system! (laughs) The N64 is a well-built machine that should last for years after the Nintendo GameCube is released. You wouldn't believe how many letters we got from people who want to get their hands on a Super NES or even the original NES. After all, what gamer doesn't get the urge to fire at Metroid or Kid Icarus once in a while? Yeah, buddy, keep your... You know, that stuff gets worth money in the future, too, man. Collectibles. uh, As as someone who originally had a much bigger collection of games than I used to have when I was a kid, I had, you know, a lot of N64 games that I currently miss quite a bit, so... Yeah, I agree. I am with you there. Uh, Let's pick another one. These aren't quite as weird as the EGM ones. (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo fans are a little more sane. Hey! I've got a great idea. Why don't you make a Dragon Ball Z game? It's the coolest show ever. This guy. <laughs> he's after my own heart. Is it you? <laughs> it's just everyone via everything. <laughs> That's what it said. We get, a, we get a more than a few Dragon Ball Z questions, and then while we don't have a confirmed game on the horizon, fans of the show should check out our GBC Dragon Warrior 3 preview on page 50. Nothing like that. <laughs> All the monster and character in the game is desi- designed by Akira Toriyama, the same man responsible for Goku, Trunks, and the rest of the Dragon Ball crew. Plus, Dragon Warrior 3 is a total blast. Nice plug. That's, now, a, that's a good plug. What will come out in the GameCube is Dragon Ball Sagas, one of the worst <sighs> games ever. Terrible game. That's a bottom-of-the-barrel one, if there is ever one. And there's, I love Dragon Ball. There have been Dragon Ball games, I mean, for all, for all times, but... No, they, were, they, they weren't brought to him. Yeah, right. you're right, because we, we have one of the first ones ever. I think it's literally the second Dragon Ball game. Or maybe it's the first Dragon Ball game. 
Dragon Ball uh, Shenron no Nazo, or Nazo no Shenron. Dragon Power. Yeah, which is also Dragon Power. We'll get to re-record that someday. So yeah, that's some <laughs> some letters from uh, Nintendo Power, guys. I guess that's pretty good for this episode. It was full of some fun, some laughs. We all had a good time. Let's do a little break in the backlog. Oh, we want to break the backlog? What are you guys playing? I am playing Final Fantasy Type-0 right now. Am I playing anything else? I don't think so. Uh, right now, I'm playing a little Mario Party. Um, <laughs> um, I'm actually playing Final Fantasy VII right now as well. Beautiful game. Yeah, so. What are you playing, buddy? I'm playing a lot, surprisingly a lot of... of uh, Tibia? No. <laughs> Mario Golf uh, World Tour. I have nice. that game. I couldn't get into it's it. It's fun. It's not bad. Yeah. But I don't know how I feel about it. That's yeah. weird, because it was like, I so I got it used, just, you know, I like collect games, and I played it for about three hours or so, recently too, and um, at first I found it way too simple, because it did everything for you, but then I switched to manual, Yeah, that's what which I was did. a little more fun, but even then it still felt kind of too easy, like I didn't, I didn't really want to get into the whole circuit thing, and I also couldn't find out how to actually enter a tournament, I was having a little trouble with it actually, oh, okay. I, but I wasn't invested either, so I just kind of put it down. Yeah, it's a good me, game. To me, it was surprising. I just picked it up because it was cheap at Target, and I don't know. I've been playing a lot of it. Speaking of recently. Targets, did you pick up any uh, other games from them? Yeah. I did, too. Okay. What did I What did I get? I got Beyond Two Souls for PS3. I got... Uh, shit, I got a couple other ones. I can't remember off the top of my head now. That's too bad. What else, what, is, what have you picked up? I got a Zumba game. Oh, my God. For the Wii U, of course. <laughs> For the Wii U. <laughs> never, I wouldn't play it, but... Oh, my God. But you have it. Yeah. I've always wondered who they made these games for. Seiji. It's They're just making them for Seiji. I'm trying to think if I... Well, another thing to note is uh, I recently received about 60 games. I think I mentioned earlier. I posted on Twitter. There is a, I got a, lot, a few good ones. In there, but most that. of them are are awful. Oh, and I'm playing Monster Hunter Four. Never heard of it. Yeah, I've been playing. Did that. I recommend that to you to play? Yeah, I, I think, think I recommended yeah, you to play I, that. I'm, I'm... So the name of this game is Zumba Fitness World Party. Oh, so and it's trending for about fifty dollars on eBay. What? So there you go. What? What you mean? You should be. I picked it for like it. like twenty bucks. I'm surprised you spent twenty bucks on that. Well, the, the reason <laughs> is because is because I, I I had this feeling that it was kind of rare, and it is. I guess so. Wow. That's and cool. you have it. Yeah. Maybe I should go look for it. Was it the last one? Oh man, no, I want to copy like three. I want a copy of that Zumba and real it, bad. And it comes with this this, this belt <laughs> thing, so you can put your your Wii mode on oh your my God. on your hip. <laughs> have you tried right? it out? So you can play like. So did you free. open it? <laughs> Is yours opened? Uh, I I opened it to see what this was. This this thing it's was not worth fifty bucks anymore and, now. Yeah, you devalued devalued it. But you wouldn't sell it anyways. You get, you have to have all the games. Yeah. See, that's for the personal collection. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's something interesting. Yeah. I don't open them, but this one is was just like like junk to me, so... No, that's fair. I, I, just, I probably would open it. Too. It's just part of the collection. So. Interesting. Well, I think that's pretty good, actually. We got, like I said, we covered a lot of interesting stuff. We snuck in a few segments at the end. Bonusbarrel.com is now... The thing, the place to go from now on for Bonus Burial, aside from Twitter. You don't have to go to SoundCloud or anything else like that. And iTunes if you want to subscribe there. But all of our posts are going to go there first. It's, uh, we're hosting it now and, and all that stuff. So we're, we're going to start putting our blog posts there. It, it's great. So, you, I mean, it's, it's still simple right now, but but it's functional. And I'll be adding all the episodes to it. So definitely check out BonusBarrel.com. Subscribe through iTunes. Talk to us on Twitter. And uh, like I always say, we post every Thursdays and sun- Sundays. And... 
And YouTube should hopefully, we'll have a video out by the time this episode airs, actually. That'd be great. So I guess that's it. So thank you so much for listening. This is Rob. And Jeff. And Seiji. Have a good one.